Hey everybody, it's John Patrick. <laughs> and I'm here always with... Hi, it's Dean Sage. Yeah, I'm still taking over the podcast just a little bit. I'm not taking over uh, Dean's full duties as the head podcaster, but I am still introducing us into this wonderful world of the web. That's all right. That's all right. I, I, I like to give up and give out control every once in a while. Good. Because that's usually my job. So we are going green. Yes. Sorry. I, I was like, we're going green. Our apartment complex does not have recycling. No, actually, that's a good. Yeah, that, it's, it's funny. Going green sounds like a lot better than it really is. It's. um. Yeah, our, we're going green in Pennsylvania. Uh, well, in Bucks County. We're in Bucks County in Pennsylvania. And we are officially going green on today. <laughs> On today. On today. Uh, we're filming the, We're filming this. Wow. I can't say words. We are recording this a day in advance. Um, we are going green today. And that means that we can eat in restaurants at 50% capacity. Hi, cat. We have cats now. Um, and they cats. want to join us in the recording process. So, yes. Um, I am. I don't know. I get like a How panic attack when there's too many people in Wawa. So, I'm but not that's because sure. you're wearing the mask, I think. I think it is a combination of the two, uh, but I, I think one feeds the other. But the mask the saves you by five times. That's true. That's true. If, if there was a miracle cure you could take that would reduce your risk by five times, would you take it? Yes, it's the mask. It's the mask. Yeah. Masks, masks for While everyone. While we're super eh, about us going green, we're also kind of excited because do you know what's going to reopen in about a week? I think I know where you're going. We're going karaoke! Yeah, we're going to do a private room. We're going to have, you know, only basically ourselves and people that we've already infected, probably. Yeah, but like we want to do karaoke again. It, it it has been a thing. Like that was a weekly thing. That was our thing. Once a week, we yeah, would do that. We would do that. And it was it was like it, it set a pacing for and I'm think, depressed. Things. That's true. That's true. Without it. So I, I am looking forward to it. It's going to be interesting. And one of the cats is trying to drink my drink. Of course. I, I'm looking forward to it. It's interesting. Um, I... I definitely like we we went out to some sidewalk uh, eateries like we we did sidewalk breakfast and we did sidewalk dinner for the first time today. Yeah, and that was okay. You know, that it was, was good. That, it was actually kind of really good today. And I I do miss that a little bit. It is like you know I'm not an amazing cook. It is nice to to have like have a, an actual nice cooked meal. Yeah, or not have to like pick it up and run it home and then. You're like, does it get yes. spill in the car? Is it still going to be hot when you get home? And it never tastes the same in the cardboard box. It never does. So it was, it was really cool. It was really cool. And we, we got uh, very strong, very strong drinks. Drinks, yes. Very strong drinks at Yakitori Boy. It was detox um, colored tea. We do um, very much recommend Yakitori Boy in the city. If anyone ever goes into Philadelphia and Chinatown, Yakitori Boy, it's amazing. One of our favorite hangouts. Um, and when it's when it's fully functioning, it, you can actually sing karaoke at the bar, which is rare, we discovered. Um, it was like, what, negative five degrees in New York? And we ran like literally up and down 34th, 35th, 36th. Yes, it's trying very, to find very rare. somewhere where we could sing at the bar because we didn't really, we don't want to sing by ourselves in a room most of the time. Yeah, no. We it's do about not. the audience. It's about the audience. It's about uh, feeling uplifted by an audience. Like we don't do this podcast and then have nobody listen to it. It would be terrible. Yes. So yeah, it was it was interesting. It's not the norm. So yeah, if you if you like that kind of thing, and if you've never done it, it's actually kind of awesome. Like, don't worry. There's a lot of people that don't know how to sing and they still sing. Not me though. That's true. But we, we I'm do just go, tuning my own horn. Don't mind me. We do go for the applause, don't we? I live for the applause. The applause. Applause. 
We just have a cat sitting here with us. Yeah. Well, well so yeah, since the last podcast, we did get two cats. We have uh, Trixie, and, Trixie Katya. and Katya. Yeah. And uh, as, as their namesakes, they are both boys. Um, however, we refer to them as... And Katya is currently attacking my, my, <laughs> my headphones. They discovered cables today and I'm not very pleased with it because we have a lot of cables in this we house. We have a lot of cables. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Stop it. Stop it, baby. I'm going to hold you. I'm going to hold Katya. Ow! We are not going to hold Katya. We're not going to hold Katya. I just got scratched the fuck up. So yeah, we have we have two dry queen kitties. Um, we are gender They're, fluid with them. When we got them, their original names were Scar, which is now Katya, and Catbert, which is now Trixie. I who who? Apparently, it was a comic. Okay, sure. Yeah, apparently, it was from a comic. Like Scar, I get. Katya has a, a a a black patch of fur across her right eye, very similar to Katya's entrance look on All Stars. Yes. Um, so yeah, okay. Unimaginatively, Scar. There we go. Um, no evil villain tendencies yet. Uh, she has not tried to push her brother off of a cliff, but you know, it could happen. I think she has perfect evil villain tendencies. Oh, you do? She just scratched me the fuck up. Well, I mean, you did try to interrupt her like cord biting exercises. I don't care. Evil villain. All right. And then Trixie is, uh, well, it's, uh, it's Katya just left, so it's okay. Trixie is beautiful. She is gorgeous. She, she is, is a woman. Soft. Her fur is so soft. She's a Siamese flame tail. But she's also throwing up a lot. She is throwing up a little bit, so we might have to take a visit to the vet. Um, yeah. I, I think it's just dehydration. And she, we, the day we got them was like the second day they'd been in the new shelter. Yeah. So it's probable that the food that they recommended to us isn't what she's it's not used to. what they need and she doesn't like wet food yet and weren't they both in homes before they were in foster homes no i think trix i think katya was in a home i don't think that uh, uh trixie came from a home okay yeah i don't think she was in foster okay yeah learning things yeah yeah but we love our kitties we're cat dads we're i'm just noticing excited. all this fur all over you well that's living with cats yeah living with cats so they don't sleep with you because you're allergic i'm allergic yes and so, sleeping would not be a thing with them no, you, you tried the one night and you were, you didn't sleep. You enjoyed the kitties, but you did not sleep. I did not sleep. Yeah. So they, they sleep with me. Um, Trixie's amazing. I put her cat bed up near my pillow. She gets in it, falls asleep. Katya done. bothers you. Katya is a Klingon. Um, she's a little alien. She attaches herself to my neck constantly, which is really cute until I'm trying to sleep and turn over. John is going to get himself another drink. And with the magic of podcasting magic... We are back because we paused the recording. And, and then I stopped the recording and restarted it. It was paused. It was paused. Yeah. The uh, Roadcaster Pro, which is our, our toy here, uh, came out with new features recently. So then I can pause recordings. I can edit the compressor and all the boring stuff. But but now we have two recordings too. Yeah, it's fine. With. I'll figure it out. So <laughs> we love our cats. We're enjoying them. I just got a whiff of litter. Uh, but yeah, it is. we are in a smaller townhome so it's a little hard to figure out where to put the litter so we, we put it in the studio downstairs. bathroom i think that we should get a second cat box for upstairs actually though we probably need to we'll, we'll work on it yeah. but yeah so we're cat dads we'll we'll uh maybe we'll have some special episodes gsc Saturday. daddies <laughs> okay i hated that <laughs> okay so now onto an actual topic i onto an actual topic beyonce Beyonce Black Parade. Beyonce Black Parade. So first of all, a uh, new song by Beyonce, obviously, but it's not just like a regular single. 
Um, it's actually a very. Going, it's talking about her like ancestors, her roots. Yes, yes. It's talking about being black and being black in America right now, which of course is extremely tumultuous, right? And 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 very topical moment. So it's 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 a song. It's a great song. I mean, it, I I really enjoyed it. Um, it has a different structure than most of the songs that she releases. Or has released. Do you know what line I love though? Hmm. Bees is known to bite. I did catch the references to the beehive in there. Um, I was, it's it's real nice. Yeah, but it was uh, actually the, the line that stuck me the most is "ancestors on the wall" uh, and they uh, chit chat, chit chat. Yeah, I just ghosts, ghosts, ghosts. Yeah, like, yeah. I love that idea because like I don't. I think we've talked about. This. I don't really believe in like afterlife. I don't really believe in like heaven. But I do like the idea that our energies kind of continue and. Yeah. If you know, I, I do think that, like you know, our our mothers before us are are, are you telling know, us what's going on. Yeah, there, there, there's energy in in the air. The the good people before us have are, are trying to help us out. Uh, it's a really interesting uh, single. I really liked, obviously, like musically, I liked it. But then the lyrics are just dense, um, full of amazing references. Some things I didn't even know I had to go look up. Um, but what really struck me about it is that um, in, while releasing it, Beyonce actually then also released a list of Black-owned businesses that we can support. Um, so it was, it, you know, it was it was a timely song, a really well-done song, but also part of the Black Lives Matter movement yes, at yes, the yes, same yes, time. Yes, 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 And of you course- else stuck with me? What? Her talking about the hate that she receives for oh, being Black. yeah. And you were, you were mentioning that- um, um, When she released Formation. Which, another good song. Another great song. I apologize. Another great song. <laughs> it was when like America woke up and was like, oh wait, Beyonce is black. Yeah. I, I think that's, you know, it happens in pop a lot. I think that there's so much like sort of candy coating, sugar coating, and it's sold as this bright, sparkly, you know, pop container. And like the artist forget that who the artist actually yeah, is. The artist, I mean, Gaga's recent release kind of points that out. She has these extremely pop songs. And you and forget that she's classically trained and well no but like the message is like i'm horribly depressed and or oh i'm God, not a, all I'm, of all of fucking chromatica exactly. is her being fucking depressed like rain, rain on me I'd, I'd rather be dry but at but least, least i'm, I'm alive. alive but you put an upbeat tempo around it you have already gone dancing. i'm not alice but i'll keep looking for wonderland like i'll keep searching for wonderland yeah sorry. So it's, you know, it's one of those things I think that, that, you know, pop is, and you hear it people like, oh, it's just pop. Pop is music. Popular music is music. Uh, popular films are films. Yeah. You don't have to have. But it was just interesting that when Formation came out, mm -hmm. that even Saturday Night Live parodied it with white people going berserk because they realized that Beyonce was black. And it's it's one of those things I think that we're it's very much come to a head now where we talk about oh I'm colorblind I don't see color well no you you whitewash you everything see, you need to see color yeah it's that like Beyonce was always black and I think that's what she mentioned yeah. in the song she's like I've you always been see, black you need to see color it's that you need to not have bias because of said color that's exactly it and then um, actually I read a great tweet today which is basically uh, white supremacy uh, systemic racism won't end until white people see it as a white problem and not a black issue to be sympathized exactly. with. Exactly. It's our, our um, thing. We all have, we're, we're all born with these, well, we're not born with them. We're taught them. We're taught them by our parents, by our parents, parents. Yeah. From our parents, from our grandparents. And um, there was this thing that I saw on Facebook that was like, we are all 
um, we're all responsible for being more ethical than when we were born. Yep. Yep. Because you, you know, you, you don't have a choice who your parents are. You don't have a choice how you grow up, but you do have a choice about how you live right now. You can stay exactly the way that you were from what you can take on from what your parents were, or you can raise yourself up and be better. And I think, you know, I'm not saying this is what Beyonce was trying to do with the song, but I think the interesting part about the song is that you could just take Beyonce's song as another great pop song, which it is, or you could listen to what she's saying and, you know, take the the deeper messages that are hidden within the lyrics and uh, I shouldn't say hidden that are clearly communicated within the lyrics, but you have to take a moment and, and the very hidden open messages. I know it <laughs> feels like that's uh, that's that's white privilege talking right there, but yeah, no, like that's exactly it is that it's, it's out there. It's very clear. It's just time for us to listen, but then act. And I, I like that piece of it. Cause it's not just something that we can sympathize with. It's something that we need to act on. So speaking of action, uh, the black community and changes going on, there was Ooh, there's something very big happening right, so in the black community, in the black queer community in Philly right now. And it's it was echoed by some things. So you may be more familiar with uh, Sheikh Lule and the Chicago Boys Town things that are going on. Uh, there was a drag performer, T-Rex. You know, uh, we read some of the things. They're pretty atrocious things that were just done as if it was no big deal. Um, so there, there's been sort of, I don't want to call it a reckoning. There's been uh, people finally listening, <laughs> people in power finally listening, and there were some great responses. But here in Philly, there was another uh, sort of similar situation, uh, but yeah. it was a, a little bit more all around. So tell us about it. Um, so it's by a moderator called Vinchelle. Okay. And she is a black drag queen in Philadelphia. And... She is trying, she with other black queer performer and burlesque performers. So it's like the whole night, night it's a, scene, it's the nightclub scene. nightclub scene in Philadelphia that are trying to get their point across that we are valid. Well, we are, we are valid performers. We need to be seen as performers and not just token performers. Valued, um, well represented. Uh, you you had a quote in there of percentages and like I don't think it's any surprise to anyone who's been in Philly, but there they- are Philadelphia is made up of 44.1% black people and only 35.8% white people, but whenever Dean and me, Dean and I have gone to shows, I, it I, has been mostly white drag performers. I can't recall seeing a headline team that included a black drag performer. And that speaks volumes to the Philadelphia drag community. And honestly, I I don't go out like I, when I go out, it was, it was a few times with John. Like it wasn't like, I, I don't regularly go to drag shows. Um, it just, I, I'm, I'm not a huge nightclub kind of person, but we do have but fun. I would go out all the time and I hardly ever saw black drag performers. I saw maybe two or three well there's the tokenism that they bring up in the open letter um and it, it, it's standard everywhere like if you look at any cast on television you can tell it's like so a bunch of white guys sat in a room and cast it and they're like oh crap oh we need one we need a black person yes you know we need a yes, yes, yes. Uh, pacific asian islander you know we need a lgbtq and person. what they're asking for is even though philly is made up of 44 percent black people and 36 percent white people they're only asking for 50 50 yeah. They're asking for 50-50 split. Please give us 50% of the hosting responsibilities in Philadelphia. 
And I, I mean, obviously, if you listen to this and you're not sure how the drag scene works, like they don't work for a salary. Like it's, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race is amazing, but that's a very tiny fraction of queens that get on a 10-year contract with World of Wonder yeah. and get it's guaranteed very gigs. small. Most of these people are working a day job, uh, throwing on drag in the car on their way to New York, on their way to Philly to perform for tips, mostly maybe a small... Uh, stipend yes for the for the showing if you get bigger you get you know a little bit more but and what i found interesting was um they asked sorry i'm just bringing it up white community members of power or privilege to come to this town hall i like that because in his is that this is the thing is like yes the people who own the clubs have a responsibility but the people also who book people the clubs, in the community, the people that we, host. And, and even we as community members, so you and me going out and spending our dollar, we have to be aware of how does that establishment treat the other members but, of our community. And so these people, the people of power and privilege, so these are the people that host, the people that book, and the people that are best friends mm-hmm. with the queens. So and it's it's it, all of our responsibilities to do that. So I, I'm glad to see it happening in Philly. It happened in Chicago. I assume this will happen all over because I guarantee no matter where you are in the world, but especially if you're in America, your queer community has not done right by black people, uh, by black queer queens and others. people of color in general. Yeah. We, we, we are all prey to it. To Even, be honest, I haven't seen any... Latinx people at all. I can't say that I have or that they were open about it if I did. I have not seen any other than Jaja. I have not seen any Asian people. And Philly is very diverse. Yes. Philly is very diverse. Philly is very diverse. All I've seen is white people hosting events. And I mean, that's, that's it. That tells you it right there. And, and if you ever wonder why there, there's a segment of the queer community uh, that won't call themselves gay because gay seems to just mean white twinks in underwear. Yes. Um, and that's not true. Um, but I get it. I completely get it. Uh, that if you don't feel accepted in your community, you've, you know, you're going to make your own. So it's, it's time, it's time for us to stand up. And, um, being that it's pride, obviously this is pride month. This is a great time for you to just look locally yes. um, find out who are the Queens who are not getting booked at gigs and should be. And- Follow them. Follow them. You know, shout them up. Um, talk to club owners. If you know somebody who does bookings, be like, talk to them. And be like, I want to see them. Because Philly, Philly may be a majority of black people. There's places that are 75 or 80 percent black and are still not well represented. I mean, it's there, a shame. there it's are a clubs all over the world shame. where the predominant uh, race is white people. And that does not reflect their community. So if we're asking that of the police and we're asking that of our community leaders, we need to ask it of our community, our queer community itself, too. To be honest, even when I was in L.A., when I lived in L.A., I can't tell you how many just white performers there were. It was mostly just white performers. It's it's the default. And that's that's what why why we have the situation we have. It should not be the default. But it is. If you're casting a movie, if you're casting a show, it's you have to literally write the character as non-white for anyone to go. Oh, it's not a white character. It's awful. It's and I, I forget. I, I, oh, Fantastic Four. 
not that good of a movie at the end of the day. Okay. Oh, it's actually a terrible movie. The only thing that I love is you can stretch any part of your anatomy. But the the actor or the actor, the director actually wanted to make both Johnny and Sue Storm black because they're siblings. But the uh, the studio was so set against uh, a, a non-white Sue Storm that they literally had to create an adoptive uh, daughter storyline to meet the comic book um, things. So it's 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 painful. It's painful how far these things go. And it's also painful to me as a white person because I don't see them. I don't experience them. And I honestly have not heard about them because I haven't t- done a good job listening either. Yeah. You know, and, and that's I think that's what uh, what they were showing up in Boys Town. That was that was really just a forum to say, hey, look. This is what's happening. And this is, yeah. Every day, this is what's happening. Um, So it's, but it's, it's our responsibility to go seek out that information. It's not the black community's responsibility and our black queer community's responsibility to educate us every time we feel like we need to feel better about ourselves. And that was something in the Philadelphia Queens um, letter. Mm -hmm. Remember? It was, um, stop asking us for the education. You keep asking us for education and it takes a toll on us to keep educating you and we educate you and you do nothing with it. So imagine as a gay person being asked to go into an incredibly conservative church where everyone there assumes that you're a sinner and you're going to hell and they say, please ask us, uh, you know, please educate us on why we should tolerate you as a person. Imagine, I I mean, I can't, I, I have been traumatized by churches. I could not do that. And I could never imagine your everyday life being that and then having more people be like, well, no, no, tell me, tell me why you're a real human being and, and, and why I should respect you as a real human being and, and, and make me feel better about myself. Um, but don't actually, you know, I, I'm not gonna make actually me change feel anything. better because if you inform me of something, I got brownie points today. Exactly. I feel better. I'm, you know what? I'm educated. I'm woke way, you know, but no, but then I'm not going to do anything different with either my money, my time or my uh, experiences. And to be honest, I've done this before years ago. I've done this before. I think we all have. And it's learning about how bad it is. I'm never going to do it again. (laughs) And it's my job. It's my job to educate myself. It's not someone else's job to educate me. It seems natural. I I have, I have a a good friend of mine who lives in Florida. um, And we actually met because I was looking for a queer black perspective on a script that I was writing. Um, And, you know, it's, there's times where I'm like, Hey Rodney. And I'm, you know, I'm texting on questions and then, you know, uh, now it's turned, you know, I, I've hopefully, and I'll, if he hears this, he can let me know. But now it's like, look, how are you doing? (laughs) Like, I know that I don't understand it, but I know that it, the shit's rolling right now. Yeah. How's it going? You know, and it's, it's just a switch and things is I there. These people are not there to, um, you know, to make my life better. If he's my friend, then it needs to be mutual. It's a mutual. Yeah. yeah. It's a mutual 50, 50. And honestly, with my privilege and power, I probably got to carry the load in some areas. Fair. It's fair. A mutual 70, 30. <laughs> <laughs> so you, we've, we, we at least top of the world out there. Single. Uh-huh. Um, people are listening. People are listening. Yes, more people could listen. More people could listen. Um, remember, independent artists. It's hard. It is really hard, and I really, really need some streams. <laughs> so, if you have not shown it to all your friends, please show it to your. So, friends. to be honest, I have not reached the threshold yet to take out any money from my streaming service. So, I need more people to stream my music. 
and streaming is great. Buying is amazing. I know that not everybody can, and that's fine. Um, um, but you know, d- please do think about uh, that. We do have the EP coming out um, yes. Yes, next yes, yes. month, so we're excited about that. There'll be more great yeah. songs. But just to elaborate on what I'm saying, I spent a lot of money on this music. I can't take any money out on what I've put out so far. So it's it's a it's helpful, and this goes for any independent artist. It's helpful to us. Um, we want to keep making it, and um, obviously, you know, it's it'll be amazing when more people catch up with it. But if you're listening to this, you are our audience right now, and so we would appreciate that greatly. Also, um, if it, just on a side note to that, if you don't have money to donate to like Black Lives Matters, there's actually playlists where the streams are donated to the cause. Yes, 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 yes. So throw that on. Look it up. Yeah, throw that on the background and you actually are donating by your listening. And uh, think about other independent queer artists. Uh, That's a great way to support them is just stream. Stream, 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 stream. stream, stream. Listen, enjoy, uh, share. So thank you very much for listening, you guys. John, where do we find you on the interwebs of boobs? You can find me at John P underscore music on Twitter or at John Patrick Official on the Instagram and the Facebook. And of course, I am at Dean Sage Media on Twitter. A couple other places. Rodney was actually giving me a really hard time that I have an Instagram and I like all the cute boys pictures, but I don't post anything myself. He does not post shit. It's for photography. I just haven't done it in forever. You have not done photography in forever. But once I get my hair cut and I get my eyebrows done dead... Maybe. Maybe. Just maybe. And then, of course, at Gay Sex Cast on Twitter. If you do have show ideas, notes, uh, feedback, we love to hear it. Keep on listening and thank you guys so much. Bye, bitch. Free my mind from poverty and take me to your bed. It's the top of the world tonight.